is not just for people who have um, who have got questions about God and faith, but if you're a Christian and you love God and you want to help some people on their journey of questioning, then you can be a part of the team there and help people have some conversations. Uh, that would be uh, amazing. Go see the team out there and do that. Well, how are you doing 5 p.m. service? You feeling okay? Uh, it is uh, great to be back from a bit of a break. We did nothing on holiday. We literally just like ate when we were hungry, slept when we were sleepy, and just did whatever the heck we wanted to do, which was amazing, and it's so good to be back. Nathan Mead was supposed to be preaching tonight. Some of you came out specifically to hear Nathan Mead. I've got bad news for you. He's not preaching tonight. I'm preaching tonight. Um, in fact, I just felt led. I, I've preached this message all day, so if you came to a morning service, be blessed with a double dip today, but... Uh, I, uh, I got to the end of our morning services and I really just felt led um, to bring this tonight. I just, it was one of those messages that I, I felt wrong not to give it to you guys uh, like I've given it to the morning service. And uh, I think this is just gonna help set you up for the next little part of the season and journey that God has got for us. And so I've titled, uh, by the way, also just a quick shout out if you came out to Open Heaven on Friday night. Anyone come out to Open Heaven? Uh, amazing, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, we had an incredible time. Thousands of people coming out to pray for our city, pray for our nation. And I'm just believing that God is just gonna continue to open heaven over our church and our nation and our city and uh, just see him move over our lives in incredible, incredible ways. So I've titled uh, the message today, uh, Join the Journey, Join the Journey. And uh, I know that this point in the year, this is kind of like the last Sunday of uh, of, of January for the year. And uh, from this point, it's kind of like life will tick into a bit of a normal rhythm from now. It's like New Zealand has this weird thing where we shut down for a month over January. It's like, yeah, we ain't doing nothing over January. You, like, you wanna get your house fixed? You wanna build it? Good luck in January. It ain't gonna happen. No one's here. Everyone just vacates the premises and just chills out and goes on holiday for a whole month. Not many other nations do that, but we do. And uh, But now it's like, February's around the corner. If you got kids, your kids are gonna be starting school in the next couple of weeks. If you're a teacher, you're gonna be starting work after your 15,000 week holiday over Christmas. If you, you know, if you uh, maybe you're starting work now or like as a church, like many of our ministries and the things that we do, they're all about to kick into gear. Like we haven't started a, a bunch of stuff yet. We're about to get going in the next few weeks. We're about to launch into a whole bunch of stuff that we would regularly and normally do. And uh, what I would love to encourage you to do is this year join the journey that God has got for us as a church for 2019. I'm believing this is going to be an incredible year and uh, I just want to encourage and invite every single person to come join the journey. It's going to be rad. It's going to be a great journey and we can't wait to do it with you. And as a church over the last probably 12 months, we've really been uh, looking at and figuring out what are the key things that we do as a church. And we've been kind of narrowing it down and focusing in on four key things that we do as a church. And these four things align with what we believe is the heart of God for all people. And, and really we are aligning ourselves with them because we believe that in order to best achieve our vision, we kind of have to be about the things that God is about. And these four things are really gonna help us. So over the course of this message, I wanna just unpack that a little bit and encourage you no matter where you are on the journey, just to get on the journey, because uh, God's got a great destination for us to get to. Okay, Romans chapter 15, if you got sermon notes as you came in, uh, it'll be on there. If you don't have those, it should be on the screen. If it's not on the screen, I'm going to read it, so we are all good. Romans chapter 15, verse number five, it says this, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another 
in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. What I wanna do is just break this passage down, this small paragraph passage written by the Apostle Paul. I wanna break it down and just show you these four key things as part of the journey that God has for every person. And you know, Paul begins this whole paragraph just by simply saying, may the God of endurance and encouragement. Now, this is my fourth time preaching this message today, so I'm gonna need a little help, people. Like, don't leave me hanging. Don't leave me stranded. I'm working today, all right, people? So give me some love. If, like, I'm gonna preach a little bit, this first little bit tonight. Man, I don't know who you hear he is. I don't know who you think he is. I don't know who someone's told you he is or what your thoughts are about him. But I'm here to tell you tonight that he is the God of encouragement. He is the God of encouragement. He's not here to condemn you and pull you down. He's not here to ridicule you and make you feel like a loser. He's not here to tear your life down and apart. He is the God of encouragement. He wants to take you from where you are, put your feet on the rock and cause you to grow into greatness and fullness in his plans he has for your life. He is the God of encouragement. He wants to put courage on the inside of you. He loves you with a relentless love. He wants to encourage your life, not pull you down. He's the God of encouragement. Is that really good? He's the God of endurance. He's the God of endurance. He's the God that will never let you go. He's the God that no matter how far you run and how long you run away from Him, He's still gonna outlast, outwit, and outplay you. The Lord hath spoken. He's a God that will never, never, never stop pursuing you. He's, listen, he's really, really old. He's been around way longer than you. He can go way further than you can go. And no matter how far you run, no matter how far you go, he is the God of endurance and he will never stop pursuing you because he's the God of endurance and encouragement. And he wants to get a hold of your life. And so you might know him. My question simply is this, do you know him? Do you know that God, the God of encouragement, the God of endurance? the God who loves you with this relentless, ever-pursuing love, do you know Him? If you don't know Him today, the first part of the journey for all people, and this is God's heart for all people, is that number one, you'd know Him. If you're taking notes and you wanna to get to heaven, take notes, that you'd know Him. First and foremost, it's God's heart, it's God's priority that you would know Him. God's heart and God's priority for all people is first and foremost, that you just know Him. That this is the amazing truth of the gospel is that you can know the God of heaven, the God that made you, the God that formed you, that he desires that you would have a relationship with him and you can know him personally and deeply and, and intimately in a daily walk with him. It's the most unbelievable and mind-blowing thing that you could know God, that he desires that you know him. And our heart too is that you would know him. Every one of you, every person here today, every person that comes into our church, that you could know God. It's the most unbelievable thing. He gives you this brand new thing called, called new life. It's called being born again. It's, it's unbelievable. You get a brand new start. You can know him, friends. You can know him. My question is simply, do you know him? Do you know him? He's the God of encouragement. You can know God. God's priority is lost people. That's his heart. He leaves the 99. Remember that story in the, in the Gospels where, where Jesus is a shepherd? He leaves the 99 found sheep and he goes after the one lost sheep. Why? Because lost people are God's priority. And what's God's priority needs to be our priority. And, and I know you, love, you come into church on Sunday and, and, uh, and you know, church is amazing and we love doing church. And uh, if you're here today and you do know God, like you're in a relationship with Him and you know Him and you're walking with Him, uh, can I encourage you to do one thing, man? Don't, don't make 
a habit of not coming on Sunday, man. Make ch Sunday church a priority for your life. Make, make getting to church on a Sunday. Some of you are like, man, as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord and we're getting to church, man. We are showing up. For when you come to church, man, you're gonna be encouraged. You're gonna be built up. You're gonna sit under some teaching. You're gonna sit under some great worship and corporately lift up the name of Jesus with a whole bunch of people. You're gonna be built up. You're gonna be fed. You're gonna be encouraged. You're gonna walk away from a Sunday going, man, I can take on my Monday. You're gonna get into the week in the right frame, in the right headspace with your heart aligned with the things of God. Sundays are so powerful and so important. Man, if you are a believer, man, make Sundays an absolute priority for you and your family. Get into church, make it a priority. But here's, here's what I wanna say. If, if you do know God already, then I'll let you know in a, a little secret, and that's this, that when we do Sundays, we aren't really thinking about you. And Sundays aren't really even about you. For us, Sundays are about the lost. Sundays are about people that don't know God because the lost is God's priority. He goes after the one. And so I know we love you. And don't get me wrong, you're gonna get fed, you're gonna get built up, you're gonna get loved on, you're gonna get encouraged, you're gonna get vision, you're gonna get faith put into your life and you're gonna walk away better. But we're not doing this for you, we're doing this for the one. We're doing this for the person that doesn't yet know Jesus. And what's amazing is God seems to be using our Sunday services to bring hundreds of people to come to know Him. In fact, in the last few weeks alone, in this church, uh, in just this campus, we've seen 22 people give their life to Jesus. Today alone, we've seen, uh, we've seen 10 people say yes to Jesus today alone in just our three morning services today. Come on, give God some praise. That's amazing. Eternity's changed forever. Know God, you can know Him, the God of encouragement, the God of endurance, you can know Him. What an amazing truth. That's just step one on the journey. That's our heart for you, is that everyone here and every person that comes that you'd know God. Then Paul goes on to say this, he says, he says, to live in such harmony with one another. To live in such harmony with one another. Um, I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. I'm not a very good singer. I can't sing that good at all. Like, uh, I'm a bit like a drowning cat when I sing. And uh, that's why I sit on the front row in church because if I sat behind you in church, I would destroy your church experience. You'd be like, that ain't the church for me. I'm, like, I'm gonna go find myself in the wider body of Christ. I'm not gonna go back to that church. And, and uh, so I sit on the front row. I can sing as loud as I want on the front row. It's the best place to be if you can't sing. They can't hear a thing you're talking about and you just go for your life. But here's the thing, man. I can't sing, but I love to sing. Anyone else here, you know you can't sing, but you love to sing, man. You're like, when my jam comes on, I'm telling you, man, when, when, when Somebody Loved by Queen comes on the radio in the car, I, I'm Freddie Mercury in that moment. I'm in. I'm all in, man. I'm Bohemian Rhapsody all day. Like, I will let loose. I will let it fly. I don't care who you are. My kids get so embarrassed by me. I'm just singing. My, they're like, Dad, stop singing. I'm like, I can't. Song's in my heart. I gotta let it out. Like, I just love to sing. But here's the one thing, I can't sing, but I love to sing. But here's what I've learned uh, through doing church and stuff is that singing in harmony is really quite difficult. It's not that easy to sing in harmony. And uh, our musicians, they make it look real easy. Maybe, Ste actually, Steph and Dan, can you come and help me out here tonight? Let's give these guys a big round of applause, aren't they? Our worship team, amazing. So, um, so in order to illustrate the point a little bit, I'm putting myself out there for you, church. I, I'm, I've asked these guys to get me to sing in harmony tonight. Come on, like, listen, don't ever say I do nothing for you. Don't ever say I do nothing for the gospel. I'm making myself an idiot for you people, all right? We're gonna sing in harmony. I need a little bit more encouragement than that, somebody. So 
This is the fourth service. My voice is wrecked. Let's go. I already can't sing. My voice is destroyed. Um, you guys are gonna get me to sing in harmony, yep. yeah? So I'll sing the melody note. Yep. And then, oh yeah. It's all, all ghosty. What's that called? It's called, um, ooh. Echo. Yeah. No, it doesn't you work on mine. You need that. I need that? Yeah. Give me some of that. It's the magic. Um, anyways. Uh, I'll just sing a note, and then Steph will sing the harmony, and then you match, and I'll pull out, and then you copy. Oh, and you're I'll pulling out? Yes, yeah, so you can hear her better, and then I'll come oh. back in, and you have to keep it. So, okay, yeah. you can do it. Okay, this. let's do it. Right. What are we doing? Um, yeah. mm. are we ooing? My harmony is gonna harm many. Doing what I'm doing. <laughs> it's gonna harm many. It is. We're ooing. My ooh is gonna be ooh. Ready? Here we go. Ooh. Is that close? Almost. Almost. Okay. Ooh. Keep going. Oh, I'm. Is it just me? It's all you and me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you the start note, and you just copy me, and I'll pull out. Come on. Yeah. Is that right? Is that close? Hey! Give it up for these guys. Listen, I'm telling you, sing it, put your phone away, young lady. Do not insta story that. That is wrong. Young people, my goodness. Man, singing in harmony, it's not easy, man. Like, it's not easy. There's a number of problems. Like, if I'm actually gonna get good at that and be able to do that, like, the reality is I probably need a whole lot of coaching. I probably need a whole lot of help and support. I'm probably gonna have to get some lessons because the reality is there's probably a whole bunch of bad habits that I have in my life which are making me sing weird or sing wrong. Like, I probably don't sing from my diaphragm and I probably breathe weird and I'm probably not doing it right. And, and so there's a whole lot of bad habits that I've picked up that I carry, that I have, that need, to, need some help and some coaching and some support to get rid of before I'm be able to be free to be able to sing in harmony and go forward and flourish in that and do that thing. I gotta deal with that. And then there's the whole issue of stuff I've done in my past which has damaged my voice. Like I was a youth pastor for eight years. I screamed at teenagers for eight years of my life. My voice is wrecked. Like there's a whole bunch of damage that through mistakes and through things that I've done, I've actually hurt myself, I've damaged myself and there's things in me that are a bit broken that. I need, need some healing, I need some help, and need some correction. If I'm all gonna be able to go forward in harmony and flourish and be free to do that, then I need to get beyond the stuff that is from my yesterday before I can go forward into my tomorrow singing in harmony. See friends, if you are gonna walk freely into your tomorrow, you have to first get beyond your yesterday. If you're gonna walk freely into what God has for you tomorrow and live in harmony with the people around you, you're gonna have to get beyond your yesterday because your yesterday is causing you to sing out of tune sometimes. Your yesterday is giving you bad habits, which mean that sometimes a different song comes out your mouth and sometimes other things come in and the tune goes all weird and, and there's bitterness and, and there's, there's, there's sin and there's addiction and there's things that are going on that still are in your life. And until you get beyond that stuff, you can never actually flourish and go freely into what God has for you. And that's God's desire for you, friends, and our desire. And it's step two on the journey. That's this, that you'd find freedom. That you'd find freedom for your journey. 
God has got freedom for you, friends. God doesn't want you to stay bound up. God doesn't want you to stay in a place of restriction. God doesn't want you to stay in a place where your sin and your past and your past mistakes and hurts and habits start to affect the greatness of the future that you can have. And God, God wants to deal with the stuff of yesterday so you can be free into your tomorrow. That's our desire for all of you, that you wouldn't just get saved and know God, but you get free so you can go forward freely into all that He has for your life. And this for us is why our small groups are so important. We're, our small groups, man, they're so important. We, we have so many small groups in the life of our church and if Sunday is just the full experience of church for you, friend, you are so missing out because you don't just get to know God, but you get to find freedom for your journey. And, 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 and that freedom comes within the context of walking a journey with some people. And, and like, you're never really gonna get fully free just coming to church. You gotta do a journey with some people. The Bible says that if we confess our sins to God, He forgives us, but if we confess it to one another, we get healed. And so when you do a journey with some people and you get a little bit, like, like, like you take the mask off just a little bit and you walk along the journey with some people, you're gonna do life with some people that are gonna coach you and encourage you and support you and hold your hands sometimes and say you can do it, man, and push you along a little bit when you need a little bit of pushing along and they're gonna be able to speak into your life and coach you and support you and all the things that God wants to do in your life so you can begin to walk the journey of freedom. And in church, you know what? It's okay to sometimes not be okay. It's okay to take the mask off a little bit and be a little bit vulnerable and say, you know what, I do need help. I've got this and this in my life and it's stopping me from going freely and to live in harmony with God and with other people around me. I need some help along the journey. See, small groups are so important. I wanna encourage every person here to get into a small group, man. Our small groups, they're gonna be kicking off in a couple of weeks' time. In fact, Pastor Anna, she just did a small group leaders training last week uh, for a bunch of small group leaders. And, and we, we'd love to find a place where you can do a journey with some people. Just walk a journey and love some people. And, and, but more than that, there's some of you here today, you'd be amazing small group leaders. I mean, you just open up your home, put the jug on, make a whole bunch of tea and like herbal teas and coffee and just, just do a journey with some people, man. Just say, come on, let's walk this out together. Right now, we have more people wanting to be in small groups than we have small groups to hold them all. Like, we've got a massive problem right now. We've got a backlog of names who are like, we need small groups. We're like, we don't have any more because they're all full. Like we are desperately in need of small group leaders. We're desperately in need of young adult small group leaders. Listen, you don't have to know it all. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to have gone to Bible college. You don't even have to have read the whole Bible right the way through. All you have to be willing to do is say, I will walk a journey with you. I will encourage you. I will help you. I will support you. Let's go on a little journey together. Like, I don't have all the answers, but let's figure it out, man. I can open my home or I can go to the park or I can do whatever. You can base it around an interest or whatever you wanna do. It doesn't have to just be like Bible study or whatever, as long as you're encouraging and praying and as long as you're getting around other people and helping them take the steps that God has for them, you're doing small group, man. You're doing life with people. Our heart is that people would find freedom. And if you're struggling right now and you're not in that place of freedom, I wanna encourage you, get into a small group. Start a small group, lead a small group, do whatever you gotta do. Then Paul goes on to say this, he says this, in accord with Christ Jesus, in accord with Christ Jesus. I love kind of the imagery that he's putting out here. It's like, it's like a, a, a band or like musicians or some kind of orchestra where it's like there, there's a whole bunch of parts. Like with our band, there's a whole bunch of parts. There's like there's a keyboard and, and guitars and there's drums and there's vocalists. It's, it's like it's many parts, but it's one band. And even with a song, it's like many parts of the song, but it's one song. And, 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 and Paul's saying here, it's like, it's like 
one accord with Christ, like he's like the conductor and we've got all these little parts to play. He goes on to explain this more in Romans 12 and also 1 Corinthians 12, where he says it's like, it's like this, it's like Christ is the head and we're the body. And this, the body has all these different parts and each part is different, but each part is super important. In fact, no part is more important than the other part. Each part needs the other part to do what the body has to do. Christ is the head and one accord with Christ and we're all doing our thing out here, man. The body's incredible. When I was at university, I studied a bachelor's degree in physical education. So did Frosty, you legend. Uh, neither of us have done anything with it. Mine sits on my wall, where's yours? Don't know, okay, awesome. <laughs> but what I did do in first year, we did um, anatomy and physiology. And a little brag here for myself, because I don't get to brag about much, but I got the highest mark ever recorded for first year Bachelor of Physical Education for the anatomy and physiology exam. Thank you, Jesus, amen, yes, and done. Don't ask me what I got in the other tests, but C's get degrees, that's all I'm gonna say. But what I learned studying anatomy and physiology was that the body is just so phenomenal, so complex, and, and it's made up of all these different systems and parts, but every system and every part is actually dependent and reliant on other systems and their functioning in order for the whole thing to work together. You can't just drop one and everything's gonna be okay. It has to work collectively for it to function well. In fact, uh, it doesn't matter how big or small it is. I don't know if you've, have you ever like hurt a small part of your body? It never just affects the small part of your body. It affects your whole body. In fact, I've come to believe that the greatest pain you'll ever experience in your life is not childbirth, ladies. No, no, no. If you got issue with that, just send your emails to Adam Frost at elamchristiancenter.org.nz. He'll love to hear from you. I believe that the greatest pain you'll ever experience in your life is when you kick your little toe against the coffee table. That is by far and away the most excruciating, most overwhelming pain. You, like, you kick your little, you're wearing your jandals, you're just rocking your jandals this summer, and you walk past that, you collect your little toe. I'm telling you, you will see the light and your body, you will leave your body. I'm telling you, this is the pain. Like, oh, you just fall. It's, it's overwhelming, man. Like Jesus is standing before you. It's over. It's over, man. Like it's nothing like it. Absolutely nothing like it, man. And listen, it's a little toe. It's even called the little toe. No one has a good looking little toe, by the way. Every little toe is ugly because you kick it on coffee tables. And they get all bent and out of shape and high heels do it no favor. But you kick your little toe, your whole body knows about it. Doesn't just affect one part, it's the whole thing. Friends, uh, what I'm here to tell you is this, that every single one of you has a part to play. Every single one of you is part of the body. You are not a cosmic accident. You have been created with divine purpose and God has put unique gifts and graces and personalities inside of you. No one is exempt. There is a gift in you put in there by God to do something within your life. There is a greater purpose to your life and who you are and our heart and our desire is the same as God's and that's this, that you would discover your purpose. God's heart for you, friends, that you wouldn't just live a life just because you're living, but you would live a life of incredible purpose and you would discover the purpose that He's made you for. And we would allow, like, man, our heart for you and our, our heart for this church is that every person would know their purpose, man, that you'd know why God made you, what's inside of you, what gifts you carry, what your personality is like so you can begin to live a life that has incredible purpose. And uh, the, one thing we do here in the ch life of the church is this thing we call the growth track. And you might have heard of the growth track, you might have done the growth track, but the growth track is this 
four-week course that runs every single month. And the purpose of the growth track is, one, so you get to know who we are and who we are as a church and what we're about and stuff. But far more than that, it's a course designed to help you discover who you are, who God's made you to be. It'll help you to discover your purpose so you can begin to live a meaningful life doing incredible things for the kingdom of God. It is such a powerful course. And, you know, I wanna encourage you. We, our growth track is just like our small groups are kicking off real soon. Our growth track is also kicking off next Sunday. It's gonna be running during our 10 a.m. service. So on Sunday, you come here at 10 a.m. It's gonna be one of our classrooms. You'll see it, it'll be signage leading you all the way. It's four weeks, you're gonna discover who you are, how God's made you, how he's wired you, your gifts, and then find a place where you can serve meaningfully in, the, in those different gifts and you'll come alive, man. And so 10 a.m. next Sunday, run for four weeks. It'll be the best four week investment you make this whole year just to get along to the growth track. If you miss this month, guess what? It's on next month. If you miss that month, it's gonna be happening in March. It's gonna be happening in June, July, May. I miss May, April. I miss that one too. It's gonna to be in every one of them. It's four services deep, friends. This is what happens. It's gonna happen in January. This is where it's gonna happen. Our heart, friends, is that you discover your purpose. You know why you're here and what God's created you to do. Get in the growth track. If you want to, you can talk to our guys. We'd love to help you do that. The next part says this, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, friends, that when you know God, first and foremost, when you know God, and then you take the steps to get free from your yesterday and your junk and start to walk freely into tomorrow, and then when you discover your purpose and how God's made you and you begin to activate those gifts and use those gifts to bless and to serve other people, uh, there's something amazing that happens. You start to make both individually and collectively as a church, we start to make a massive difference in the world that God has placed us. And that's God's heart for us as people and us as a church, is that's number four, that we would make a difference with our lives. You're not here just to exist and we're not here just to exist as a church. We're not here just to take up space and waste time. Man, God has designed us with purpose so that we can make a difference with our lives. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 5. He says that you're gonna let your light shine before men that may, they may see your good de deeds and give your Father glory who's in heaven. See, that the end result of you knowing Him and getting freedom and discovering your purpose and then going and making a difference in this world these places is that people will turn back and give glory to God. It's an amazing, amazing thing. That's why we encourage every single person to be part of the dream team. Our dream team is every person who serves in any capacity in any area of the life of our church. So from the people who shook your hand on the door to the guys who are playing in the band to the team that's in the gym right now looking after all your kids uh, to the people who go into rest homes during the week and to the small group leaders around the, the community to the ministries that happen. Anyone in any capacity, any way that serves in the life of this church, they're our dream team. And our heart is that every dream team member would know how God's gifted them and find a place aligned with that gift to serve and make a meaningful difference. Let me tell you, when you serve in your gifts, you come alive and it's the most incredible thing. And collectively what happens is we get to create an environment where people come to know Jesus. It's amazing. And collectively, we bring glory to God. And we're serving Him and making a massive difference with our lives. My encouragement to all of us here today is simply this, join the journey. Maybe if Dan and the team wanna join me, just join the journey. God's got an incredible, incredible year for us, year in store for us. And every one of us, no matter who you are, I wanna encourage you, join the journey. 
Maybe today you don't know God, join the journey. Maybe today you're not in a small group and you're still dealing with stuff and you need to get around some people. Maybe today you need to start leading a small group. You're just like, I can't find one that fits me. Then start one that fits you with someone else who fits with you too. You got a small group, yay. Or just start with you and have the smallest small group. That's fine. People will come. If you invite them, they'll come. You know, just start something, do something. Like join the journey. Like start going on this journey with people. Join the journey. Maybe like it's time to discover your purpose and why you're here on the planet in the first place and what God's placed inside of you. Join the journey. Go on the growth track. Maybe it's time to stop just being a consumer in church and actually start making a massive difference with what God's placed inside of you because you're not a waste of time and you're not a waste of space. Maybe it's time to join the dream team and actually make a difference with what God's given you because you're not here just to make up space. You're here to make a difference. And uh, we're not here to do safe, clean, nice church. We're here to make a difference with the life God's given us. And uh, I wanna just encourage you to get on the journey. Paul finishes up this little paragraph. He says these words, therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. The end result of all this is that people are gonna show up. We have a church where people really know God personally, deeply. We have a church where people are finding freedom and getting free from stuff and going forward into the life God's got for them. We've got a church where people know their purpose and are actively making a difference with that. The end result is that people are gonna show up that we're gonna have to welcome. And so Paul says, therefore, in summary, welcome those who show up. Welcome those who show up. I love that the byproducts of a healthy community is just more people come. And I love also that this is, Paul's like unashamedly about lost people because so are we. We are unashamedly, unreservedly, always about lost people. We exist for those who are not yet here. That's why we exist. That's why we do what we do. We exist for those who don't yet know Jesus. And whenever they come, our encouragement to you, friends, is welcome them. No matter who they are, no matter what they've done, no matter where they're from, the God of encouragement and endurance has finally got them down. So let's welcome them for who they are. And uh, I don't know where you are on the little journey and I don't know what you kind of feel stirred to do. Um, but I do wanna ask one very simple question tonight and it goes back to uh, step one on that journey. And that question is simply this, do you know Him? Do you know Him? Because He loves you so much. Like He loves you more than you'll ever know. He's, he loves you so much that you're sitting in the wrong stuff in your life that separated you from Him he didn't want that to stand in the way, so he sent his own son, Jesus, to a cross. And when he died on that cross, he took upon himself the, the payment that you and I would do for our sin and our wrongdoing. And he extends to you not judgment or condemnation for that. He's the God of encouragement. He extends to you his free gift of grace, forgiveness for all your wrong, your past, your guilt, your sin, your shame, forgiven, done. And then he gives you this, this other thing, it's called new life. The Bible calls it being born again. He gives you that. And so you get made brand new from the inside out. It's the most tremendous and wonderful experience. If you've never had that experience where God comes and lives on the inside of you and makes you a brand new person, it's phenomenal, it's incredible. And then more than that, he gives you this great plan for your life and you get to live out this plan of God and it's just the most amazing adventure. It's not easy, but it's good. And then to top it all off, He even gives you eternal life so you don't even have to fear death anymore. It's like 
he dealt with that too. And so you get to live in heaven with, and for eternity with him. And um, if you don't know him, I'd love to extend that invitation to you just to come to know him. Um, maybe today you're far from him. You knew him once, but you're far from God and you really need to come back to know him today. I would love to extend an invitation to you as well. Can I, can I ask every person in this room just to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment? I'm gonna pray a very simple prayer. And if you're here today and you don't know Him, but you want to, or maybe you're far from God today and you need to get right with Him and come to know Him like you once did, I'm gonna pray a very simple prayer right now. And I invite you to pray it with me. It's not complicated, but what I encourage you to do is to make it your prayer. I'm gonna pray it out loud. You don't have to pray it out loud. You just pray it in your heart right where you are. And, but you join with me and you make this your prayer. Just simply say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I ask you to forgive me of all of my wrongs. I turn from that old way and I turn to the life you have for me. I ask that you would come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior. Make me brand new today from the inside out. I choose from this moment to live for you. In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed, I wanna encourage you to do one little thing. If you did pray that prayer tonight, if you're serious and say, Steve, count me in, man, I prayed that prayer, I wanna know him. I wanna encourage you to do one very simple but very brave thing. I'm gonna count to three. And on the count of three, if you did pray that prayer, I want you to be really brave right where you are. And I want you to just slip your hand up nice and high. And now I don't, I'm not doing this because I wanna embarrass you or I'm gonna call you out or stand you up. I'm not gonna do any of that. But what I do wanna do is just acknowledge you that you've lifted your hand and you've made that decision. You prayed that prayer. And then you can, you can pop it straight back down as soon as I acknowledge you. You ready? You prayed that prayer and you meant it on the count of three. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high. You're saying, Steve, yeah, count me. Yeah, my man, I see you, I see you, I see you. Yes, down the back there, I see you too. Amazing. Anyone else? Just say, Steve, count me in. Hand up nice and high. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, my man, I see you. That's awesome. That's awesome. God, we thank you so much for your presence here today. And we thank you for those who've taken the first step on that journey, that those in this room have come to know you. And we rejoice with all heaven, Lord, tonight as lost loved ones have come back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands here for all those people that just said yes to Jesus. Fantastic. Hey, Ed, we just wanna do one more thing before we go into our time of giving. And this is probably one of the most important parts of our service that we do. I'm just gonna ask you to do something for me. Would you grab out that Connect card that's on your seat or maybe it's underneath your bottom or on the floor or 